All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving, blue line, jam, stop! Smith! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as they're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sikora kicked it out, got it back near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Seguin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 15 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. We're creeping in on the 100th episode of all time. Can't wait. Gonna be a barn burner. I'm your host, Brock Seguin. With me, as always, we got Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beams Bondy. How's it going, gents? Uh, by barn burning means we're going to get so drunk that we might burn, burn this place down. Yeah. Yeah. Literally <laughs> in a barn, burn in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, big fan of those barn burners. Doing great, Brock. Nice double intro. You know, just getting us both out of the way. Yeah, you know, try to just speed things up around yeah, here. Right. I mean, do we like, really care if Dee's chewing good today? I do. Or if that you did yoga. At the end of the day, we're always all doing well. We're Sometimes here together. People, happy you know, beers. They and... just want to get a little more connected to us. Feel I a little guess. personal. I well, guess, if yeah. anybody has never actually seen what Dylan looks like, they know exactly what Dylan looks like now. They've seen Greg pa- Patterson. Yeah. I was just scrolling through. I'm like, oh, do you got a cat? <laughs> like, Greg oh, Patterson. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can't. I almost texted you. Like, I was like, dude, why'd you get a cat? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just Greg Patterson. Looked Brock exactly like a like player now because he's just about the only one. So. You still pushing for that Palat thing? Hell yeah. Okay. Palat, Risto, 
love baby. What? Eat me. <laughs> my uh, we'll go with that. My sister's boyfriend. He always calls me uh, Radic Faxa or whatever for some reason. Oh. He's a big Stars fan. I he always it. talks about Radic Faxa. No, he's that's like, a good like, one. But only when he's got his bucket. It's a quality shutdown center right there, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is. But uh, yeah, I think it's Radic Faxa. I'm just gonna stare at you and the picture Radic fast right. until it works I'll but put a bucket on we'll take a picture of good someone. yeah it's not too bad I do like when your hair is long the guy from Home Alone too. oh that's just the the bad the, guy I nearly know. identical yeah I can't remember his name right now but Macaulay, Macaulay. no no Macaulay. he's the bad guy with the crazy <laughs> crazy hair not Macaulay Culkin that'd be a great look I know his name I just never know how to pronounce it be a good look yeah. anyways you guys ready we weren't gonna ramble okay we're gonna talk about William Nylander obviously but before we get into that uh, let's do our stars of the week really quick. Uh, Beebs, we'll start with you. Who is the Beebs star of the week? I'm gonna, since I'm starting, I'm gonna piss Brock off right here. Okay. Um, not really, but Nathan McKinnon for me. This week's Beebs star of the week. Four goals, four assists, one game winner. Led all players in shots with 18 on net. And, uh, that one game winner, Brock, where did that come in? Uh, against the Red Wings. That was against the Red Wings yesterday in Detroit um, on the power play, which was great. Uh, he took a plus three on the week, second in points among all players, the four goals and the four assists. Again, just leveling out him out across the board. This guy's been an absolute stud all year, and I think it's just time that, you know, he got some recognition on the show. That's why I had to give it to him. Um, if you've had him in your lineup, he is borderline helping you win weeks. Dude, uh, I, I have him in so freaking consistent. It's like stupid. I'm, I'm in first place by a mile. Yeah, because like they have just like my team stack, but they just carry me every week. Like I they have them both in a keeper league. Yeah. So I'm like, it's non, it's nonstop <sighs> points. Like it's fucking nuts. And we get like extra points for game winners and shit too. It's like and laughable he seems good. at this point. They get game winners at, like because they play the last five minutes yeah. of every oh, game. Oh, it's nuts, oh, yeah. man. They are all the empty netters. Every empty netter. Yeah. Every power play straight minute forty five. Looking like Zach Hyman where they pad their stats with the empty netters. You know what? Hey, they always make sure to get a full line goal out of it too eh? oh, yeah, like it's they, always empty netter from oh, McKinnon it's like, it's like when you're playing Chell and with the that's boys the one thing, like boys make sure everyone touches it that's <laughs> yeah. them like yeah. that's like what's so crazy about having Randon too it's like every time McDavid scores like Randon has that like Randon's at 45 yeah. well it's right. something like only like every one of McKinnon's goals Randon's assist though yeah right? they don't ask how I think it's ask. everyone yeah literally everyone how many? yeah oh, literally it's, every, every it's like everyone or like one or two that isn't every single goal that's crazy yeah um yeah, it's it's like it's to the point where the stats just getting like you're like no no I can't even be real and then you're gonna look at it and be like yeah okay, I'm just wa- but I'm like I sure got an apple on yeah. every Colorado goal this year I'm just so like just, I keep wondering the how high they can price them on DraftKings because I don't think it's high enough no matter mm-hmm. what <laughs> I just keep getting worried how high he can yeah. they're gonna have to be like his for a contract next year yeah. Rantanen because they're gonna have to be like nine like, grand hey a piece before the fact that Willie's gonna make more than McKinnon yeah Willie's making more than McKinnon yeah well so is Pashnak so is a number of guys just the way you signed right yeah, plus know. he like kind of had an off year in his second yeah, season yeah not the, not the right time to have a second bad in like third year <laughs> yeah, yeah good year for the first year great year for the ass yeah. uh, but D so who's your starting week uh, Nicholas Backstrom the player not the former retired goalie oh I thought it was <laughs> Backstrom great, took great year great week in Finland last week yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Backstrom took full advantage of his promotion of the top line in the absence of Kuznetsov uh, picked up four goals and four assists in just three games last week scored a hat trick and added an assist against the Devils on Friday uh, the Ovechkin line just seems to be much more potent at 5v5 yeah. with Backstrom down the middle, and he seems to have a hold on his spot there for the time being because Netsov returned the lineup on, for Friday's game and has played the last two games on the second line. So it seems like it's going to be Backstrom and Ovi rolling uh, on the top line for the time being, like it's 2015 again. Yeah, yeah. Kuznetsov just... But the best goal scorer on the line, Tom Wilson, oh, obviously. Yeah. Ridiculous what he's doing back. He's making up for lost time. Um, 
But yeah, he I almost made me unsubscribe from the athletic because they were talking about how he's like the MVP candidate. So much, yeah. but yeah, good to see Bastrom though. You know, filling, filling in there. We we haven't got to see him touch ice with Obi in a while, so it's it's an interesting, uh, yeah, interesting go. Yeah, they, they were so unbelievable together forever. Absolutely, seen him back. It just that, didn't skip a beat at all. Yeah, I think when originally when they split them up, it was it wasn't any like uh, you know any knock on the no, two of them playing together. It was in an effort to strengthen their yeah. lineup oh, yeah. more. Yeah, it was like Backstrom, you know, Backstrom, if you look at the numbers, still is a better center at 5v5 in terms of scoring chances for, against, uh, shots for and against. Uh, but obviously Kuznetsov, a suitable replacement to skate with Ovechkin. It's just that Absolutely. line really struggles to limit their opponent uh, when Ovi and Kuznetsov are playing together. So I think that's why you'll see Backstrom stick with Ovi for the time being. Huge boost to Backstrom's value, Huge obviously. boost to Ovechkin, too, I think. I mean, not like, not a... Well, yeah, if he's seen more scoring chances at 5v5 yeah, at the end it's of the It's going to be, a, it'll balance itself out. I mean, he's still a guy that does a lot of his damage on that. More than yeah, greater percentage than any other player, really. Yeah. Um, my star of the week, Aiden Hill. You didn't call it the Brock star? The Brock star of the week. There it is. Brock star games. Aiden Hill. Uh, Hill was pressing a duty last week after Anti Ranta got hurt again. Uh, Hill stopped all five shots that he faced in the third period to uh, preserve a win in Minnesota uh, after <laughs> yeah, he replaced yeah, the injured Ranta. Scott Foster style. Amazing. <laughs> But then he ended up starting the next two games. Like first, 17 saves. Go ahead. First, he posted a 29-save shutout in Nashville on Thursday and then stopped 25 of 26 shots in a 6-1 win against St. Louis on Saturday. Overall, Hill stopped 59 of 60 shots, Eight. 983 save percentage, went 3-0 and on the week. Welcome to the uh, show, bro. I don't know if anybody even picked him up. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but... If, I don't if even know did, if you should. No, it, like, I mean, it looks like Ranta <laughs> might be back tomorrow, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they give Hill another well, some start. Kemper, is Kemper hurt? Yes. Kemper's also hurt, yeah. They're both but hurt. But, like, so at this point, Kemper can just kind of stay hurt if Hill's going to be a Like, they, they went into this week there. Well, I mean, the after. Ramsey How old's Hill? Where did like, he come from? Uh, the AHL. He's, like, 24, I think. Yeah. But, he's going to be, like, a uh, mid-round pick, I at least. No, like, I think he's not really supposed to be. Like, no. He saw some time last year. Not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what but, I like, they, their, their goaltending duo was uh, Aiden Hill and Hunter Miska last week. And I was just like, whoa. You're going <laughs> into that as a, you You're going into that as a player, like. Fuck yeah, it's point night, boys. Yeah. It was so funny. I went to uh, shuts you out. I went to uh, the Wings and Coyotes a couple weeks ago a in banger. Detroit, and the Wings won like six one or six two or something. And uh, yeah, and more than the ticket. What's his face? Yeah, seriously. Um, more Kemper, Kemper started. He got yanked. And then that Hunter Miska guy came in. Come on. He looked terrible. He oh, looked yeah. so shaky. His name's Hunter Miska. The Wings actually scored a goal on him from the red line, but it got waved off because, like, they took a delayed penalty on the play, like, somewhere away from the play. Like, they just dumped it in, and it literally went in. We were all going nuts, and they waved it off. It was, just, it was pretty upsetting. I honestly feel like we oh, don't Hunter do it enough, it. but I love shit-talking the Coyotes because I feel like, at most, there's, like, two people that are going to be mad at us about it. Yeah. His nasty may be one of them, but that's okay. Aiden Hill <laughs> was... goes uh, that, RT? Yeah. Uh, Aiden Hill, 22 years old. Uh, he was a third-round pick in 2015, but he had an 871 save percentage in the AHL when he was called Ouch. up this year. He did have a 228 goals against average and a 914 save percentage in the AHL last year, but, um, I mean, still. It's all right. Not, uh, definitely not a guy you expect to stop 59 or 60 shots. I uh, thought it was worthwhile. He was actually named NHL... Uh, second start no, of the week. Good for him because uh, we're never going to bring this name up. So no. yeah, it's, I, it's great. I, I had to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I so be the one. To, I'm one sure one he'll uh, play a couple games for the Flyers later this season, yeah, probably. And then they'll wave or on. Carolina, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Don't uh, but okay, D. I know you're probably oh, talking. Real quick, this. can we talk about Carolina? How about like five weeks ago when I said McElhaney could just take the starting job, and you guys both laughed at me. You guys remember that? 
I don't know if you laughed. Brock definitely I laughed. Say, I don't think I laughed. I don't I remember. I he thought it was laughable. I said I just they're going to ride the hot like hand no matter team. what, and the hot hand might be Curtis McElhaney. Scott Darling is in the And Curtis McElhaney is an undisputed number one for the first time in his career at like 36 years old. Played phenomenally. Yeah. Just wanted to bring did that you, up. Did you see Did you see the game? So I remind you, I was right. Did you see the game? Congratulations. <laughs> did you see the game Curtis in Mac. Montreal? He made like 48 stops. Yeah, he's amazing. It's a classic I, Curtis McElhaney. I watched the end of that game. Gets the Habs too. I watched the end of that game, and like the Habs had the puck in the Hurricanes offensive, like Hurricanes defensive zone. For like literally the last seven minutes of the game, yeah. and it was just like one T from Weber, one T from Jouet, and like yeah. just bombs, and he just stood on his head. Yeah, it was insane. He does what Curtis McElhaney does. Brought He's up clutch, bro. Oh, Punched yeah. the Leafs to take him to the playoffs a couple years ago. Freddie got hurt at the end of the game against the Penguins. Anyway, since uh, I just brought up Shea Weber quickly, did you guys see uh, the hits he was throwing? No, he took a clapper. I saw it, yeah, and yeah. just it hit Martin the like halfway <laughs> up Martin Jones' stick, and it just obliterated the yeah, stick. Yeah. Like, the top part just really I would like to he get a penalty for that? He kept playing with it. I don't know. Probably yeah. should have. Yeah, I would love to see that on the slow mo. It was like basically just tape up, went flying. Yeah, it was just obliterated. Knocked his knob off. Yeah, yeah. but like knob and then some shaft. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Oh god. Knob and shaft were both going. Uh, but D. <laughs> William Nylander uh, signs a six-year extension. Uh, carries a $6.9 million cap hit, but it's a little bit weird because it carries like a $10.2 million cap yeah. hit this year. Yeah. And then... That's that um, Brandon uh, Pridham. Yeah. That's uh, the guy who... He worked for the NHL, helped design uh, the last CBA, and yeah. now he works as an assistant GM for the Leafs. So he's a bit of a capologist in his yes. own right. So, so he knows all the ins and outs and the loopholes. Good it's work. It's $10.27 yeah. million dollar cap hit this season. Well, a lot of that too is accelerated because he signs at this point yeah, of the year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that's where that comes from, on top of the bonuses. Yeah, it was like a $23 million signing bonus or something like that. Crazy. Anyways, I'm going to pay for all the games you missed. $6.9 million uh, over the next five years, uh, which is fine. The Maple Leafs can afford that. Could look, uh, could look pretty filthy in a few years when the cap continues to go up and the Anders so playing that, at a point per game. That's what I was Hopefully. just going to get to. And then uh, if you got to bait them. Yeah, it's a nice trade bait as well. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. it's a movable. If you that's the other thing too, right? Like you're talking about a trade, but if you sign him too big of a cap, it he's he only has that no trade on his final year because he's just too young. Yeah, it's the only year he's eligible well, for. It, yeah. So today, um, there was only ten teams too. But first, yeah. first of all, when the Leafs don't have to sign Marner Matthews this year, right? Like like they do this off season, but that ten point two million doesn't even matter this year. Like they yeah, got tons yeah. of room. So they don't they don't care. It helps. It's part of the reason why they didn't kind of polish off the roster like people thought they might in the offseason. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, they, but then today, uh, they interviewed Nylander, and apparently um, Dubis made him like a promise and said, I'm not going to trade you. Yeah. Like, but Throughout like, the course of this contract. Yeah. So, like, he has a not, no trade, I think, in the last year. Five but years down like, the line is but a lot yeah, he's just like, then. But some people, a lot of people were tripping Dubis, like, ah, it's not like a smart thing to say. Like, what? Like, you're kind of putting yourself in a hole, but then, like, it's a business. But yeah, that's like, been, if, he's, if you break that promise, like, but he's been making that promise to everyone. He made that promise to JT. He made it's, it's, he's just preached it to the media over yeah. the last three months the that results, he's going to keep this whole core together. And obviously, he is a part of that. Pardon? I say with the results, I'd be making the same promises yeah. myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be doable. <laughs> like Marner's obviously the big wild card. Yeah, um, it's not telling Hyman. Well, so let me get into it a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, if my math is correct, and I'm, if, I can almost guarantee you that it's not, <laughs> the Maple Leafs will have twenty two point nine one million dollars in cap space next season. Yup. Plus three point five million because it sounds like that's how much the uh, the caps or like the salary cap is going to go up to eighty three million. They said today, so they're looking at uh, twenty eight million, twenty seven million, sorry, and change uh, to sign Matthews, Marner, Kasperi, Captain. I'm assuming. 
yeah. Andreas Janssen. Yeah. And that is if Gardner... Is Janssen a UFA? I know it's his second contract. No, both. they're all four of them are RFAs as okay. far as I'm concerned. Um, and that's obviously letting... They probably are going to have to sign a couple defensemen as well, uh, unless they bring up Timothy Willigren or something like that, because um, Gardner and Hainsey are probably not coming back. Gardner, but, Gardner, I think they're going to make a pitch for Gardner on... Uh, I'm just saying, like, that's a, that's not a t- lot but, of money to sign Matthews, Martyr, yeah. Kapanen, like, no. Like if you sign if you sign Matthews to like eleven million per and Marner at nine, like, honestly, like you should be able to get. Would you be? You should be able to get like, at most low twenties between Marner and Matthews, right? Like I think worst case Marner's up near ten million, right? Would yeah. you be surprised to see one of them take a contract that maybe works more to small early, gets bigger as they go in his back end heavy more when they know they'll have more. I think they'll have to. just to keep the core together, like say Marner's. It would just help them. Yeah, it would help them over like more specifically next season, uh, and really help keep guys like like the opposite of what the Nylander and Captain almost. But yeah, but obviously you need those guys to sign off on it. But the big thing is uh, Marlowe's contract contract comes off off the year year later, which is essentially the equivalent of Nylander's contract. It's a six and a half million dollar cap hit. Yeah. Um, So there's big money there coming off the books, but. Yeah, like I was saying about Gardner. Gardner, I think they're going to make a pitch for Gardner, but he's going to need to take less than what he would make on the open market. Uh, and he Big could time. very well decide to stay in Toronto. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's just going to be tight. Like, to have to sign Matthews, Marner, Kapanen, Janssen. Yeah. Kapanen, honestly, to me, is the biggest question mark. Him and Marner. Because it, I think his production is going to take a hit now with Nylander coming back, but he's unless on pace he, for 30 goals. Unless he plays, unless he plays he with, play uh, with Matthews, Matthews and Nylander. Yeah, but... Which makes the most sense. I know, yeah. If he scores 30, though, that's yeah. a... Janssen, I don't think is going to be much of a problem. I think you can sign Janssen to a bridge no, deal yeah. for a couple million a year at most. But it's, it's going to be tight, but obviously they've got a, they got a way to fit it in. Well, you do look like Radic Yeah, Fass. you look a lot like Radic Fast. You guys went and looked it up? You got the same hair. I went on same my, hairline and my standard Yahoo League, and somebody just picked him up, so I'm like, well, this well, is Well, his is worse, sign. but it's a few years older. Yeah. He's a few years He older. probably has a better bod, though, so that, like, it, it evens out. He's I would like, hope he has a better bod. I don't know. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> He's in the NHL looking like me. Holy fuck. Um, did you guys see it? By the way, real quick. Talk speaking about of people in the NHL that look uh, like you, did you see that picture of, uh, it was Justin Bourne tweeted it out, and it was like a, it was like a, Series of pictures, and it was like, what does Dylan Strom need to do uh, to break through in the NHL? And then it was a picture of Strom taping a stick on the bench before a game. He had his legs up on the bench, and he's literally got, like, the smallest legs really? I've ever seen <laughs> on an NHL, right? And then it's just, like, a set of dumbbell or whatever, uh, leg press. and yeah, I believe it. And a pick of just jacked-up quads. But, yeah, like, you just don't see that very often just the in the NHL. Legs. And it makes sense that they talk about, you know, the big knock on him is his speed. So I thought that was well, funny. Probably probably he wants him to hit the leg machine. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, Dylan Strom's legs. It couldn't be bad for him, is what I'm saying. Uh, I just went back and looked at at what we can project for Nylander moving forward uh, using the projection model that we used in the preseason. Uh, Nylander should be on pace for 16 goals, 29 assists. That's 45 points uh, if he plays all 54 games that remain this season. Uh, Leafs actually have 55 games left, but he's not playing on Tuesday. Uh, and that's a 20. Might not play on Thursday either. Yeah. Uh, that's a 24-goal, 44-assist, 68-point-per-82-game pace, uh, just for comparison purposes. So if you're kind of looking at, um, you know, maybe making a deal for Nylander, it's a little bit too late. Um, but that'd be kind of what you're looking to trade, kind of a guy in the mid-60s would be probably yeah. your target there. Uh, those are some skinny-ass legs. Yeah, yeah. You is. should probably uh, hit. I'll try to retweet that from the DFO account later so you guys can see. 
Uh, but pretty surprisingly uh, small legs for an NHLer. Yeah, is how I would put it. It's insane. Um, but all right. If um, <laughs> now we get why Doug McLean's telling Gilbert Berlay to pull down his pants uh, in the pre-draft meetings back in go. 03. Do you guys remember yeah, hearing remember that story? Hearing that. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe the guys that we're about to talk to all have skinny legs, and that's why they're underperforming right now. Uh, I mean, unconfirmed reports for sure. But we're gonna talk a little bit of cut bait right now. Um, Basically, some of these guys were ones we talked about before, uh, and now we're just like absolutely guaranteeing that we're going to with these guys. But they're all pretty uh, heavily owned in league still, uh, so we're going to talk about some guys we need to cut bait with. After that, uh, we're going to get into some streaming options for this week. Uh, it's a pretty light week in the NHL. Uh, only a handful of teams playing four games. The Rangers only have one. So I mean, if you're if you're a you know <laughs> you own a Mika advantage ad, I was going to say whoever who you own. Yeah. You got Brady it. Shea, you the might king. Have, you might have to make. Oh, the a king. Move. Yeah, I have the, actually Respect. that could affect me. Yeah. Respect the king, dog. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you have a league that has minimum goalie starts. Yeah, uh, and you only have two. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some options to pick up this week. Uh, doesn't mean that they're only streaming options, but then we're also going to talk about some guys that uh, project to have some longer term success as well. Uh, so I guess without further ado, we'll start with UD on this one. Uh, cut and bait. Who are you looking at? Uh, cutting from your rosters right now uh i got the guy i think we all had pegged as the main breakout goalie for this year uh uc saros yep pour some out for our boy uh you know the good thing is we uh suggested him a lot at the start of the season and he actually got off to a ridiculous start uh he accumulated seven wins and just nine starts uh with renee missing time at the start of the season but he has struggled in the very limited action he's seen since Pekka has come back from injury. They just haven't had any back-to-backs. Like, yeah. No, yeah. But, again, part of the reason why we were so high on Saros uh, in the preseason is we were expecting to get a bigger chunk of starts, regardless, not just back-to-bats, but in general, uh, for Nashville, with Rene's impending free agency. Uh, but, obviously, that's all gone out the window now. Rene signed a two-year extension with the Preds in November and is playing well as he ever has at 36 years old. He's got a 934 save percentage and a league-best one point eight six goals against average so far Ooh. this year. His numbers on home ice are absolutely insane. Yeah, he's above nine fifty, I think. Right? He's getting yeah. better as he's getting older. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. So this combined, uh, you know, Saros' own struggles leaves him with little to no fantasy upside for this season. Uh, and while he is worth a spot start whenever he plays, the lack of playing time no longer makes worth holding on to Saros between starts. Uh, considering Rene's contract extension, Saros is a legitimate cut. Yeah, that's candidate. one thing we yeah. didn't see. We did not, even in, not at all. Yeah. We did not see a no. mid-season yeah. extension. But uh, I, I think it means Saros is a legitimate cut bait candidate, even in keeper leagues as well, not just redraft leagues. Uh, it seems, you know, Saros is going to have to wait until at least the 20, uh, 2021-22 season uh, for a shot at the starting job, which is brutal. Um, hopefully, like I said, you had him through his hot streak at the start of the season and won you a week or two. Uh, but barring any other, or barring another injury to Renee, Saros is not worth burning a spot on your roster in standard sides leagues. Um, so I'm looking at it right now. They do not have a back-to-back this week. Uh, they don't have a back-to-back until Monday, December 17th, and Tuesday, December 18th. So we're looking at two weeks away from now. Um, I would maybe be looking to add him at the end of that week <laughs> again, just for that streaming option because they do play. Like I said, he's worth he's, in Chicago. He's worth a spot start whenever he plays, but he's it's just, with, tough. just yeah. With how little playing time he's getting, and you know he's played poor. We got to call it a spade a spade. He's played poor in the games he has played this year, or at least recently. His save yeah. percentage down below nine hundred now. Um, so it's just not worth. Gotta just offer them something. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I know you're good for the Philly. next two years. Philly. We really need a goalie. We'll give you be a franchise goalie. We'll give you whatever the fuck you want. But, yeah. 
I'm also ready to just not even look in his direction, and and I feel bad yeah. because like we, I say, we're just, all calling Rene, you know, not 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 bust, but he could be someone who, who you know you're going to draft really early, and we're saying look out. But I just like, like a good I, I didn't right expect now. him to start, you know, sixty games. Yeah. I really didn't. And, but the midseason extension it. really put a kind speaks of speaks volumes. Yeah, I would a, say a, a damper on things. Yeah, but it kind of came out of nowhere, like we said. No one was really forecasting and projecting it, uh, especially with Rene at his age. You didn't think – again, like, you have to think Rene could have got more than two years on the open market too. Uh, so pretty surprising to see him sign that deal, to be honest. But obviously Probably he wants to stay in Nashville. There, yeah. Yeah. But where you went a young guy to cut bait with, I'm going to go with an old dude. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk out in Los Angeles. You suck! Sorry, I meant – my bad, Ilya Kovalchuk. If you guys didn't get that. Um <laughs> Five goals. I don't like anybody on it. Five goals, nine assists for 14 points in across 25 games. He's a minus 13. He's on IR. He's on the IR. Yeah, I was gonna write this before the IR came around because with the new coach in LA, he was dropped to the fourth line last week. And can I say when we did our uh, our preview and I, I my my bust was uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. I said he's he old. Was. He's 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 not a good fit there, and uh, and they don't score a lot of goals. And he's old. He's not a good fit there, and they don't score any goals. So <laughs> um, Ilya Kovalchuk, if you're owning him or hoping you know he comes back from this injury, just let him go. The injury is just pushing you to get rid of him. I'm pretty sure he's still 60% owned, which just kind of made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, well, he was like a top 75 draft pick yeah, coming into the exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's burned you. Borderline the biggest bust in the NHL. Yep. He's burned you so hard, you don't want anyone to have any recollection of that. So let him go, put him in the free agency, and he's no been held pointless. He actually got off to a pretty good start. He did, which um, at first I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's been held pointless since the last 11, and now it looks like he's out for at least four weeks, too. So, like, he's not – he's like – he was borderline droppable at the time. Uh, and then now, like he's definitely not worth taking up an IR spot. No, uh, if he's out for. And even if you have an extra IR spot, and you're like, oh yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk, I'll grab him because he was a top hundred draft. No, just don't even. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, long. and I bet you if you give me your login, I could find someone on IR and waivers who's more worth it than Ilya Kovalchuk. Corey, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. Corey, yeah. yeah, but Brock, who you uh, who you cutting bait with? Uh, I'm going to another goaltender, uh, Cam Talbot. Talbot and Koskinen, uh, Miko Koskinen, are both 58% owned, despite Koskinen drastically outplaying Talbot and stealing the starting job over the last couple of weeks. Uh, after Monday, he started tonight, Koskinen will have started six of the last seven games and eight out of the last ten. Overall, Koskinen is 8-2-1 with a 2.15 goals against average, 9.28 save percentage, and two shutouts on the season. Hitch loves him. Yeah, and he's absolutely thriving under uh, in Ken Hitchcock's yeah. system. Sis, uh, Hitchcock Hitch. is going... That's the other thing, too. New, new coach has absolutely no loyalty to Ken no, Talbot. Yeah. No, and none whatsoever. Now, I don't even know if they've met yet. He's going no. with his younger goalie. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. Things. Are they younger? Yeah. Koskinen's is 30. Younger? Yeah, Talbot's 31. Oh. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's not like he's... Going with his younger goalie. But uh, he's playing the young guy. He's playing Second great. Uh, Hitchcock's a guy who has time and time again, wherever he's gone, has had goaltenders play tremendously well in his defensive-minded uh, system. But anyways, Talbot, on the other hand, this is you know a lot before Hitchcock, but still, 5-9-1 um, and one with a 329 goals against average, 889 save percentage in 15 games. Uh, it appears to you know have completely handed the keys over to Koskin at this point. Uh, if Koskin is somehow still available in your league, I would absolutely make the switch. Like I said, they're both 58% owned. 
Uh, he is by far the goalie to own in this tandem right now. Uh, so I'm dropping Cam Talbot for sure. Uh, I mean, it all depends on what kind of league you're in. You know, if you're in a super deep 16-team league or whatever, and there's not a lot of goalie options on free agency, I think he's worth, you know, keeping around. It all depends. But in like a 12-team league, I'm sure there's better options out there. Uh, but I do think that Talbot could have some success under Hitchcock, but he's just not going to see the starts that you're going to need going forward. But like, I think... Goaltenders are so hard to come by right now. Yeah. If you're in a super deep league, I wouldn't you yeah, know, drop how him bad for goalies have been, I mean. I wouldn't drop him for the bottom of your roster forward or whatever right now, but uh in twelve team standard leagues, I think. I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, but I don't think Edmonton's backup is worth owning. Yeah, exactly. No, not at all. Even if he's getting even if they're getting starts back to back, whatever, or we were just talking about it. Yeah. I mean, with they don't have McDavid tonight, but Oh my god. It's crazy how bad their lineup looks terrible. as soon as not, you take Connor McDavid out. According yeah. to uh, the crazy, but the Corsica hockey rankings are uh, player really bad, ratings man. that you can find on Daily Faceoff. Uh, without McDavid, Lucic moves to the top line, and they have the number 29th ranked first line, the number 31st ranked second line, and the number like 31st ranked uh, third line. So, Not literally just second. the worst top nine in hockey without McDavid. Um, do you think Hitch walked in and was like, Wait, that's my starting goal. And looks behind him, there's just this six, seven <laughs> Russian dude. Just monster. I want the job. Holding like, a mini stick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stick is so ridiculous. But anyways, uh, that was the first half of the Daily Faceoff podcast. We ripped right through it. When we get back, we're going to talk about some streaming options for next week and some long-term wave wire pickups. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the first half. Hope you enjoy the Blue Stones even more. We'll see you back here in 60 seconds. How could they not enjoy the Blue Stones? <laughs> Wrestled to the third now back of my crowd I took a trip to the borderlands And I dashed my head into my upstream Episode 15 of the DFO Podcast. Nailed it. Uh, I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthiam. As always, hope you guys enjoyed those sweet riffs by the Blue Stones. Uh, Black Holes, their new album, out on Spotify, out on Apple Music right now. Go listen to it. I Go- used Black Holes as our uh, break song last week. Because yeah. we, uh, their new video favorite. came out. It's so good. Yeah. I, I have a hard time so, not making that. Like I try to sweet. change it up so that people get to listen to a different song every week. Yeah. Or like every couple of weeks, but it's like but the single, you know. Every time you hear this, and then you go listen to the album. Like on, it started uh, with Spotify. Uh, yeah. Rolling with the punches, we played that so like so oh, played yeah. that, and then we played. Uh, that was a theme song for like two years. Class, phenomenal. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Continue. Uh, so yeah, we just cleaned up the uh, cut bait segment there. Yep. A uh, bunch of guys were ready to just throw a reward. Now we're gonna get into some waiver pickups. Gonna start with a couple streaming options each week. Uh, streaming options again you know more driven by the schedule as anything else like to target guys who are playing four games in a week we like to target guys who are playing on monday wednesday friday sunday uh the lesser days of the nhl schedule the days you're going to need to fit someone in your lineup uh so without further ado 
Let's move into it. Beads, who do you got? Who's your streaming option? Number one. My streaming option for right now is 51% owned Brady Tuchuk. Um, with nine goals and seven assists through 16 games, Tuchuk has quietly um, become the uh, rookie leader in points per game, which is uh, surprised me because there's someone named Elias Peterson who no one stops talking about. They, uh, somebody, I can't remember who it was. Uh, Travis Yost. Was it Travis Yost? Yeah. Yep. He, he had an article today that said, I think we may have handed out the call there a little bit Way too, too early. early. <laughs> Brady Tuchuk looks phenomenal. Tuchuk! Um, this is someone coming into the year that looked, uh, the, in my opinion, the most NHL-ready in uh, in the World Juniors last year, and he's kind of proving it now. Again, 16 points in 16 games. His 18.4 shooting percentage isn't even that blown up, so it's not like we can say, oh, he's a rookie, he's having that early puck luck. Um, it is a little high, but it can be sustained around 15% if he does keep that up. So um, I like him at 51%. Plays the team just plays the wild, most wild style of hockey. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, they they play four times this week, um, not including tonight, I believe. So you still can get him for four if you listen to this on Tuesday. Four power play points this year, so it shows that he's not necessarily stacking his points on the power play, but he is an effective piece out there. It's a guy who, with more confidence, is getting more and more time. I love him right now as a pickup. I, I think people are kind of holding back on these Ottawa guys still, but one thing Ottawa can do is score. They're going to get scored on, and they're going to get scored on a shit ton. They've like four, five, four games and six, five games they played this year. Ridiculous, yeah. Like even um, like the, la- the last last week when we did our um, TFO listener contest on DraftKings, yeah. I played Stellars, and it actually well, looked, like, it actually looked yeah. like such a nice play. Like it was 4-1, whatever, looking chill, and then all of a sudden... The Senators scored three unanswered goals in the in the third like period. Combined, Matt Shane's like puck strikes again. Dude, that goal that was, was crazy. That was nice. Yeah, there was like a combined twelve starts between those two tenders. There's like a combined twelve lucky bounces that has to go for that goal to even happen. Yeah. But hey, but yeah, luck, Matt, Matty Douche at fifty-one percent. It shows that people are uh, still not quite taking um, taking notice of what this kid's doing. Again, he has more points per game than a or better point per game average than a lot. Pedersen, who everyone's looking at, and everyone would be trading, not everyone, but a lot of people would be trading the world for right now, so if you can add a guy who plays strict left wing only, first line, everything on a team that's flying right now, I don't care how many goals it gets scored on, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, no, it did, they, they are a pretty nice place to go Chuck's for, beast, for fantasy yeah. uh, assets right now, because they do, they score yeah. shit on the and, goals. And, uh, and the injuries that he's had have been kind of in between, so they've been slowing him down. But realistically, they haven't been slowing him down. So it's kind of it's a nice trend. They're third in the league in goals per game right now. Phenomenal. Behind um, only the Lightning and the Avalanche. Like they have well, actually they're tied at the Maple Leafs for third overall. They're an exciting team. Apparently, they're the best team. Give everyone away tactic. Uh, it's not the best. It's the second best. Yeah, it's got to be up there. It's kind of a driving force. Uh, a lot of you know, especially the Duchesne line, it's been getting grossly outplayed at five v five, and they're yeah. still scoring goals. So that probably won't last all season. But Kachuk and Stone uh, have been phenomenal together this Easy. year uh, in terms of shots, roommates scoring too, chances, so. and high da- danger chances generated. Yeah, roommates on the road. On the road or at home? Uh, at home. At home. Yeah, like, his, uh, yeah, he like lives with Stone's his landlord. Yeah, so he's kind of like his nice. dad for now. Nice. So. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, honestly, like it doesn't seem to matter who's in that center spot. It could be Chris Tierney. It could be Colin White. Uh, they usually seem to get the job done regardless. The rates have been strong. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a quality pickup, especially in keeper leagues. I don't know if I'm... Seems like he's the better Kachuk. I don't know if he's better than Keith, but might be better than Matt. I think, and that's saying something. I'm going to say I think he's the best Kachuk. Keith's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? 
I, I think he is. He's, he's one of the best. He's for the, one for the, the longest time. I was gonna say he's one of the best American players, but U.S. has got so many strong players these days. He was really good. Yeah, it's like him and Madonna were the best two U.S. players ever for the longest time. Yeah, but yeah, that's my pickup. Who you guys name? Two thousand twelve. Boom. Keep the track. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about you guys really quick. Uh, Riley Smith, 53% owned. Alex Tuck, 47% owned. Obviously pretty highly owned. I'm just going to go Knights. through them quick. Uh, the Golden Knights have four games this week. Uh, and one of both of these, one or both, sorry, of these wingers could be available in your league. Uh, the trio of Riley Smith, William Carlson, and Jonathan March or so continue to play well this season. They have a 55.7 Corsi 4 rating. Uh, and are averaging 32 scoring chances, 4 per 60, including 10 high danger chances, 4 per 60, uh, you know, through the first quarter of the season. Uh, Smith, uh, slow start, but has heated up as of late, picking up one goal and nine assists, 10 points in his last eight games. And Alex Tuck, uh, I think this is probably four or five weeks in a row that I've actually talked about this guy, uh, but nobody seems to be catching on. Gold Knights' second line isn't quite the same with Cody Eakin at center as it was with Eric Howler or Paul Stastny. Not quite. Uh, but Stastny returned to the ice today, too. Uh, so he's still a couple weeks away, but still going to be back eventually. But they're still uh, producing with Eakin at center. Uh, Tuck, respectively, has three goals and five assists, eight points in his last six games. And 20 points, eight goals, 12 assists in 20 games a season. Guy's a point per game, yet he's still under 50% owned. Uh, wow. I'm flabbergasted. How? Though, and I don't get it. I I, don't, I just don't understand. He's what the, like, there's always that one like, you what, know what that makes you, say, you kind of jaw drop. Yeah. Did what Chuck, did you What did you say? Kovalchuk was like 68 or something. Still, I believe 60. Uh, I'll confirm. And Tuck, there's 20. You points, said 60. I mean, yeah, 20 yeah. points in 20 games. Obviously missed the start of the year with a with an injury, but since coming back, dude's on fire. Called this one from a mile away, and He's I don't know our why. Boy. Yeah, I don't know why people aren't picking him up. But, I don't know why uh, Minnesota ever let him go. Uh, but yeah, D. Then they trade. Did they trade him so they would take all of mm. But they had all those defensemen, that was yeah. why. They, they didn't want to lose, like, Dumba and Brodine or Spurgeon. Or Kovalchuk's 44. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but obviously you'd like to keep those two and lose Brodine at this point. Tuck was, like, such a sick prospect. Like, he was so no. good in the World Juniors, I couldn't believe they let him go like that. Was... Kovalchuk's 44 and started the day at 52, so... <laughs> he was well, well, a to start. I think he actually got moved to IR today. Yeah. So, so. In the Wilds' defense, too, they do have a girth of wingers. Um... In their top they nine. Could use another, they could use another one. I, you could always use another one. Yeah, Look at William Nylander. Yeah. You could always use another one. You could always use another one. D, who are you uh, picking up for the stream this week? My boy. I honestly think I recommended this guy like three or four years ago when he was on Dallas as a pickup. Three or four years. he had like 20 years. goals. So worried uh, now. Alex Chason. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. That was probably three or four years ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> could have been. Do you remember when he had that? He was yeah. playing with Spets and Nichushkin? Just ridiculous. Yeah, he was doing well. Anyway. Uh, Chase on literally one of the top streaming options available in most leagues this week, even though one of the four Oilers games is tonight. Uh, aside from tonight's game against the Stars, the Oilers also play on Wednesday. It's okay, he doesn't get to play with McDavid. This <laughs> so, so, tonight doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah three you'd almost important. rather not. Cause it's and it almost guarantees him another game on that line. It's negative is. three. Uh, the Oilers also play on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday this week. All later days on the NHL schedule. You'll most certainly be able to use them in all three of those days. Uh, and so long as he remains the top line, on the top line, sorry, with Drysdale and McDavid, he should be fairly productive this week. Head coach Ken Hitchcock, the boy, getting a lot of love this week, has said he plans to keep McDavid and Drysdale together for the time being. Uh, Chase on has been their most frequent third wheel uh, so long as Hitchcock has been there. He's got three goals and one assist in five games since joining the top line and has seen his ice time climb up to over 17 and a half minutes a night. He's also playing the role of net firm presence on the Oilers' top power play unit. 
So there's just a lot of reasons to like Chase on right now. His own percentage is already up to 14%. Uh, I say up to because it was at, I think, 3% a week ago. Uh, could continue to climb if he has another solid performance tonight against New Jersey. Don't think you need to worry about that now with McDavid yeah. out. Uh, against so, Dallas. Right? Someone's got to step up. Against Dallas. Sorry. Play New Jersey. Anyway. Not so you, it's, it's not him. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> so you'll want to act fast if you do plan on streaming him this week. Grab him on Tuesday if you can. Don't risk waiting until the Oilers next game on Wednesday. Uh, because people are going to catch hold of what's going on here. Yep. De- like I said, definitely going to be one of the top streaming options available this week. It's huge on those off days, too, because I know a oh, lot of times you pick a dude up, you go and you look at your lineup, like, God, Can't God play playing every se- Ah! Yep. Got to be careful. Maybe, maybe I'll get some... Oh! Ugh. That's yeah, why you so go on DailyFaceOff.com, you, you look at the weekly schedule, yeah, and you see who's playing on so Wednesday, cool. Friday. Not to pump its tires, yep. but to pump its tires. To pump its tires. Dude, that is one of the funniest tools, like, because so many people, even though there's a massive button at the top of this site that says schedule, uh, <laughs> so many people will be, like, randomly popping off on Twitter. It's just like, oh, my God, I just found the weekly schedule until they face off, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like, happens, like, once a week where somebody finds it just, like, can't help themselves but to tweet at us about how phenomenal it is. Like, it's pretty If simple. you're looking it's at streaming cheap. options, you need to look at that. It'll yeah. save you a lot of time. Oh, anyway. my God. Tell so your friend. Time. No, actually, don't tell your friends to look at it because you'll have an advantage over them. They're in different leagues, though. Tell, tell your friends. friends. Yeah. I mean, I like, uh, yeah. yeah. Get that exposure. I like, I like page views. Okay. Tell your friends. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Biebs, uh, do you have any other streaming options for this week? Super quick. Since I did mention uh, Brady to Chuck, also have to mention another rookie out in Ottawa. This is a, if you're in a super deep league. Uh, Drake Batherson, still a guy that is uh, relatively unknown. Three goals, four assists, seven points in nine games to start his Ottawa career. On that super lucky line. Super lucky line. and um, it's, it's got a lot of usage at least. <laughs> I mean, the guy has ten total shots and three of them are goals. So, you know, a little, little bit of puck luck. Uh, Matt Duchesne publicly came out and stated that he wanted Batherson to stay with the team earlier in the year. Yeah. We're kind of seeing all the reasons why he was a fourth round pick from 2017. like a massive steal right now. <laughs> well, he was great in the World Juniors. Exactly. What, was, what I was about to say, he stood out last year at the World Juniors with Canada. Um, absolute stud. So this massive steal for the Sens. Um, even if they do make bad deals, they apparently draft extremely well. Um, although they're not going to have that first pick this year. Anyway, I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> um, this guy who's uh, clearly, he's definitely going to slow down. But as we mentioned, they have a great schedule in these upcoming games. So if you're in a super deep league, you need someone to fill holes. Batherson's a nice piece. He's playing decent minutes. And, uh, and I mean, play the hot hand. It's never a bad call. Again, the sure. deep league, if Tuchuk's there, I'd go in that direction. For sure. Uh, speaking of deep leagues, I got a guy who's only owned in 3% of leagues. Available in 97%. I don't know about my math earlier on the cap situation, but I know I nailed that one. Uh, Ryan Donato <laughs> in Boston. Uh, best part about Donato as a streaming option this week is he's center, left wing, and right wing eligible. The old, you know, the uh, the old yeah who rare, doesn't even know what position he plays. Yeah, so the let's very, throw all the very rare triple position the eligibility. The only 2018 Olympian on that Boston team too. There you Did go. Did he play center last year? I don't, I don't remember. He's like drafted as a center, so I think like he just kind of gets that on the floor. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, sure like the, the utility. No, yeah, since, the... Well, yeah, in his brief NHL career. Yeah. Uh, but Donato recently made his return to the NHL after starting the season in uh, in Boston. Uh, scored just or scored a goal, sorry, uh, in just 12 minutes of ice time on Saturday. Uh, Donato has fired a total of nine shots in two games since returning to the team uh, on the season. Just two goals, no assists in 13 games, but he has been limited by a 1.9 on ice shooting percentage. Uh, bound to see some positive regression there. But he was also 
why he's worthy of this pickup this week because he was bumped to the second line in Monday's practice. Uh, he's a quality deep league pickup uh, with the Bruins playing four games this week, four games on a second line that's seen, you know, pretty heavy usage now that yeah. they're trying to balance things out a little bit more with... Uh, Does that mean that Colby, Colby Cave got Colby pushed Cave, off? No, that... Colby Cave is still on the top okay. line oh, uh, as of today. Something's got to change. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, they just recalled JFK too, so he yeah. could... He was there before he was I done. love, I love when JFK. I know, I can't believe they just like shamelessly throw around those initials. It's know? hilarious. Yeah. JFK? They don't even think, they don't even think twice about it. It was so funny. This is so off topic, but it... <laughs> I saw this thing the other day. It was like on Instagram, and it was just so like, worried about where this is going. No, it's, it's not that bad, but it was just like some something uh, tweeted out like how no president. I'm not going to get political on it, but like no president has ever faced like uh, as much scrutiny or like as much public hatred as Trump. And then some guy just commented on it. It's like, dude, JFK got shot in the face. <laughs> so they were like, okay, they just deleted the tweet. Like. Seven minutes later, it was pretty hilarious. But I mean, it's obviously not presidential assassinations are not I was funny. Say we don't giggle about. But that. no, but it was just like it was just like how can you just publicly say that? that it's more, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like come on, dude. Yeah, this guy got pretty, shot. Pretty hot they hated take. Him so much. So yeah. extremely hot take. On the I just thought it was kind of humorous. Someone needed to cool it down. JFK. So yeah. and that's um, about as far as you'll see us dip in uh, the yeah, political that's, realm. That's just, we, we'll probably never even come remotely close to that. So don't worry if that turned you off. Don't worry. I can't even spell politics. No. I actually Paul what? Um, I'll go. I'll go. Abdul, you're the only, one. I'm the last one. Okay, one guy, real quick. Kevin LeBanc, real quick. Uh, I recommended LeBanc in this spot a few weeks back. Yep. Uh, and he makes sense this week again. The Sharks only play three games, but two of them are on slower nights. They play Wednesday and Friday, uh, and then again on Saturday. So you might not be able to fit him in on Saturday. Don't need to. Uh, but you definitely need him on Wednesday and Friday. He carry, carries dual wing eligibility. Oh, that's nothing compared to triple. Uh, so you might actually be able to fit him in on Saturday. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Who needs centers, bro? Um, our other boy, Timo Meyer, has missed the last three games with an upper body injury, opening the door for LeBlanc to slide back into the Sharks' top six. Yeah, like he's and, and Meyer's not even there. really practicing or anything, yeah. so I don't know what his Seems like he's hockey, but yeah. uh, he's currently skating with Couture and Hurdle on the second line. Uh, terrific spot to be. Also been featured on the top power play unit of late. Don't expect to get a lot of goals out of the bank. He shoots at a decent rate, but has just 7.7 uh, shooting percentage in his career. Uh, but you can't expect an influx of assists if he's on your roster. Uh, if that's what you're looking for this week, he's got three goals and 14 assists this season in 28 games on pace for 41 apples, uh, and that could be even higher if his on ice shooting percentage on ice shooting percentage, excuse me, uh, wasn't sitting at 7%. So he should be a solid source of assists this week, uh, and is available in 84% of Yahoo leagues. Like I said, plays both wings. Kevin LeBanc. LeBanc. Take it to the LeBanc. I still think it should be pronounced like LeBanc, uh, but I, I don't believe he was raised French at all. So, no. go LeBanc. The Sharks I'm, broadcast calls Ontario him LeBanc. So, what else do you need to know? I've heard LeBanc. Yeah. I have, but, but yeah. that's probably... The, that's I mean, with the local guys call him LeBanc, it's probably how he wants it to be. Yeah. Said, right? so, um, you okay. vote. And I, when Kevin LeBanc listens to this podcast, I want him to know if you know how to say his name. Send us a tweet, Kevin. Perfect. Let us know. if he does. Give us it in that... Oh, I'm going to sound dumb here. What's that thing when they really spell it out for you? What? Phonetically? There we go. Give it like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spell it sounded Or okay. someone who knows, like a San Jose fan. Just let us know. I mean, yeah. future. I'm telling you, that's what they say. The, LeBanc, the local. Okay. Pretty sure Lee Prospects uh, has everything written out. Deep phonetically. Deep. I think even Hockey Reference might do it as well. I don't know how to read those, though, do you? Yeah. Just, they spell it over. Just, yeah, but then it's like, the, you make the, it's still kind of ambiguous you make the You make the noises with your mouth, yeah, and then you just, the just, name comes out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's talk about, that's we'll keep point. going, Beebs. We'll come back to you here. Let's talk about some, maybe... 
Like, obviously, if Riley Smith or Alex Tucker in your available in your league, um, they're not just streaming options. There's guys that you want to add and hold on to moving forward. Uh, some of those other guys, like Donato, I don't, you know, yeah. maybe not a guy you hold on to forever, but this week with four games, pretty nice. Back and Chase on definitely fits in that group. Chase on, exactly. even this week, if Chase on, you notice he's not on the yeah, top line anymore. Uh, probably exactly. worth dropping. Some of these guys are worth keeping on hold of, but uh, the guys we're about to talk to next are guys that we're really looking at uh, holding long term. So, Beebs, we'll start with you on this one. Um, some long term waiver wire pickups, or just, I guess I should just say waiver wire pickups. At 53% owned on the hottest team in the league, Kevin La Bonk. Says Bonk? Yeah. I'm telling you it's wrong. I got B-A-H-N-K. Bonk. Yeah. I'm telling you that's not how the local Le team Bonk. says it. So I'm going with La Bank. I just got kanye hard on that intro. Hey, you know how I said, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to. But no, that's okay. You know how I said take it to the bank? I'm, I'm going to let you finish, please. <laughs> but it's La Bank. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it just worked out perfect because I'm like, with this percentage, and you're like, La Bank. <laughs> like, we going back to this? But you know how <laughs> I said take it to La Bank? Yeah. Funny enough, bad. Kevin LeBanc, LeBanc, his uh, LeBanc. Twitter handle is straight to the bank. Yeah, see? Yeah. Not straight to the bonk. It's spelled B-A-N-C. That's how he spells his name. Brock definitely knew that before he made the joke. So I'm calling uh, I'm calling shenanigans there. But uh, I actually did. Straight to the Back to my waiver wire pickup. From the hottest, second hottest team in the league. My bad, because Colorado's the hottest. They are. Everyone knows that. Second hottest team in the league. Buffalo Sabres, 53% owned, Sam Reinhardt. Um, someone who not enough people talk about as a draft bust because he was taken second overall in 2014 and really hasn't done much um, over the years. Kind of was expected to be what Jack Eichel kind of, and not, not that much, but still, regardless, Reinhardt finds himself on, on Buffalo's top line. As we talked about, Buffalo is doing quite well, especially with Jeff Skinner and Jack Eichel playing Speaking alongside of them, they him. Just- Scored another goal. Skinner Absolutely. from Michael. And I'm surprised Reinhardt wasn't touching that. With I think he did. Probably tipped it or something. But he's also playing PP1. If, avail- if available in your league, which he is in 47% of Yahoo leagues. He did pick up. He, exactly. He makes an extremely sneaky addition. Um, as mentioned, playing alongside Skinner and Eichel. Pretty good line mates. Uh, Buffalo's not a team that we scoff at anymore for fantasy. We love Buffalo. They were like as hot as they got there. Absolutely. He's got five points in his last three games. And across those three games, two of them, he's played more than 20 minutes a game, which is pretty huge from a forward. You don't see that quite often. So they're clearly leaning leaning on him. Jason Pominville was in that spot. We told people to pick him up as a streamer. Pominville's been a little injured. That means Reinhardt steps up, and it's working. So I don't think anything's really going to change there. If it does... Palmville's banged up right now. Exactly. And Palmville's old and just... You know, you'd rather have your second overall pick from 2014 in that spot. I know D D wants to poke a couple holes into this theory a little bit. I don't want to, but I was just... I was doing the line matching earlier today uh, for the premium content for DFS on uh, Daily Faceoff. Sign up for it. Give us your money. Yeah. Um, And for whatever reason, like... Uh, Skinner and Eichel have just been dominant this year uh, alongside Jason Pominville on yeah. the ice, uh, nearly doubling their scoring chances for uh, to against. But for I guess that for whatever reason, their numbers just straight up flip with Reinhardt yeah. in like over 100 minutes of time. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They've really no. struggled at 5v5. I expect it to. But it, it's a, yeah, I know you'd expect it to be the other way, especially because Eichel and. It is small, but it's enough where I was like, yeah, there's something going yeah, on here. It's weird. I don't know what it is, but uh, for whatever reason, it just kind of seems like they've clashed. But I do agree that regardless, as long as he's in that spot, yeah, the you usage want it, alone worth is going to make it. Even if they're not generating the most scoring chances, you still expect Skinner and Eichel uh, to they're convert putting, on a like, greater percentage than most would. 
so the goal is still going to be there, tonight, especially yeah. with how hot Skinner is right now. So I definitely think it's worth Skinner's an ad, so at least an interim. Uh, but it's just really weird. It's, yeah, this, it, it, it doesn't make it, any it, sense. It's, it's definitely an ad strange. for now. Um, no, like I don't disagree with adding Eichel at all. It, or, uh, sorry, right, Reinhardt at all. Eichel, if you can add him, it'd be great. Well, I'll take Jack Eichel. No, like I don't disagree with adding Reinhardt, but... D actually mentioned it to me today, and then like ten minutes later, you said you were picking up. Your pick was Reinhardt. I'm like, well, it's hilarious. Yeah. But it was like the numbers are just so backwards. It makes Does no it, sense. Yeah. Re- regardless, he's especially because Eichel's best number. Sorry, not cut off. No, I- Eichel's best numbers at five v five over the last few seasons came with Reinhardt. Uh, so I don't know if like Reinhardt and Skinner just aren't meshing well yeah. on either side of Eichel. Uh, but Reinhardt generally thought to be one of the better players on that roster at five v five the last few seasons, able yep. to carry a line from the wing, which most players don't usually do. Um, so bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. It's Regardless, bizarre. It yeah. is. Well, I'm gonna keep a close eye on it and see uh, if it starts to correct itself over time. But it's over 100 minutes now, which is picked up another line goal tonight. So yeah. still working. Yeah. Work, he's working it up, and he's been on that. Uh, he's been off that line for yeah. more but, than or he's even been just on being it. on that power play alone yeah, and playing exactly. 20 minutes a night. Oh yeah, I just love a PP one. But for him sure. being off that has led him to it, even even though he started on that second line he's still on pace for 63 points this year yeah. which is definitely rosterable they're scoring goals career high 18 goals so he's gonna he's gonna stack your assist column so i don't love that about him but still anyone who puts up 63 points is definitely worth a roster at mm-hmm. at this point in the year um agree he's a safer bet than a lot of other people out there i'd rather have him than Ilya Kovalchuk. i'd rather have like <laughs> oh my god Oh, yeah, like freaking right now, Matt Martin and Elliot Kovalchuk because at least he's playing. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's a, a healthy body. I guess that's true. Uh, D, who are you picking up right now? Uh, Nico Heischer. Sits are just I feel 40... like we talk about this guy constantly. Dude, he just never gets picked dude, up. Dude, forty three percent owned. Yeah, who's standing? So what was Reinhardt? Beeps. I missed him. Uh, Reinhardt. F- fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Heischer, both ten percent less than that. Extremely uh, if you guys didn't know, plays on the top line with Taylor Hall and on the top power play unit. Yeah. Kyle Palmieri as well. But you can't scoff at anymore. Yeah. He was. He's just 20 years old, I yep. believe. Um, we had Heischer Pegg as one of the top breakout candidates coming into the season. He logged 20 goals, 32 assists as a rookie last year. 19-year-old while playing just 16 minutes and 19 seconds a night. He's seen an uptick in ice time this season and has cemented himself on the top line with Taylor Hall, like I just said. Uh, and he really hasn't disappointed, to be honest. Uh, it's a little surprising to see his own percentage fall as low as 43%. Uh, but I'm sure it has a lot to do with the lack of goals. He has 16 points in 21 games this year, but just five goals. He's shooting a little more this season on pace for just under 200 shots, but he's obviously a pass for his player, especially playing with two guys like Colin Palmieri. Uh, he also suffered through a cold streak in November, but is back on track with three points in the last two games. If you're in points leagues where, goal, where goals are worth more, he obviously loses some value there. But he honestly should flirt with a point per game from here on out. The Devils' power play uh, also went through a major slump in November, converted on just 13% of their chances, obviously hurting Heischer's production. That power play should bounce back to a normal conversion rate from here on out, probably flirting with high teens, low 20s. Uh, they got off to a tremendous start the start of the year. It looked like maybe teams kind of figured it out, and they're just kind of in the process of adapting right now. Uh, but there's just too much talent, you would think anyway, on that top unit to convert at 13% uh, all season long. So, uh, you know, that along with Heischer Hall and Palmieri's dominant numbers at 5v5, terrific at producing scoring chances and high-danger chances at even strength. Uh, that, that should all help Nico produce, like I said, right around a point-per-game clip from here on out. And he's available in 57% of Yahoo's standard Oof, leagues. That's gross. Pretty crazy. Silly. It's so funny. We were just talking about how uh, Eichel and Skinner and Reinhardt struggle a little bit. They just, just, they just have a, line they had a full line goal right before that. But Yossi put it in his own net what? <laughs> to oh. give Skinner a, a goal. 
Classic. So hilarious. Uh, a guy that just got traded last week, Nick Schmaltz, is my pickup. Sixteen percent owned right now. Uh, the early returns on Schmaltz in Arizona have been good. Schmaltz is averaging 17 minutes and 45 seconds per game through his first three games, picking up one goal and three assists, four points uh, in three games. There are some red flags. Uh, 43.9 Corsi 4, 22.2 on ice shooting percentage. But, again, just a three-game sample size. Too early to judge. Uh, I, you know, they don't, they're not scoring a lot of goals in Arizona. But uh, when you're loading up the top line with Galchenyuk and Keller and Schmaltz, it's uh, it's a heavy usage number one center. We're taking on a flyer. We're taking a flyer on right now, especially in deeper leagues. Like I said, just sixteen percent owned. So uh, Nick Schmaltz looking pretty good. Dylan Strome's looks solid uh, in Chicago as well. Besides having the skinniest legs in the league, yeah. <laughs> uh, not with Patrick Kane though. They kind of broke that lineup last game. So unless it's like to bring at Strome Kane, I don't think Strome's really worth an ad. But if they reunite that line again, I worth think, a spot start. Yeah, sure. he's worth a streaming option uh, in during the week or whatever. But Schmaltz, I think, is the guy. We, we said it last week. He's the guy that. We'll see the most immediate bump in uh, fantasy value, and so far so good. Uh, but again, he's got to correct that uh, forty-three point nine course before. Obviously, not an easy thing to do when you play for Arizona. But yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know if it's for whatever reason he kind of had the same struggles in Montreal. Uh, but the Galchenyuk line just kind of been lacking at even strength, even when he's with Keller. Uh, yeah. They're getting outshot and outchanced. Uh, so I don't know. It's Probably have something to do with it, but it's again, in Arizona, again, again, just like with Sam Reinhart, if they're playing with guys that are this offensively skilled, yeah, uh, and they're getting such a high usage, uh, the points are going to come at least at an accelerated rate than what you would normally expect uh, to get out of a line that's getting yeah, top a chance line, like that. Top line, top power play. Yep, uh, I like it. I uh, go back to you here, Beeps. Yeah, and this is someone I'm just going to mention really quick. Again, deep league edition, as we usually do with their second. Um, someone that I was actually tweeting about. Extremely late last night. Pontus Aberg, or Aberg out in Anaheim. Um, this guy's been wa- waived from twice this year. Um, like, actually waived in the yeah. league twice. And he's on pace for 29 goals this season. Wow. Um, playing first-line minutes right now with Ryan Getzlav, and he's looking like a nice little, uh, nice addition there. He's also playing power play time. He's 4% owned, so he's, he's out there 94% of your leagues. We like anyone who's on a top line. Um, we've talked about Anaheim's injury problems, and if this guy can do something, he could be good for the next couple of weeks while it, while they have these issues. Um, he's showing he's a goal scorer, someone who we witnessed play pretty significant minutes in the Stanley Cup final a couple of years ago with Nashville. Um, I just he he does stuff out there. I just can't believe he's been waived twice um, for a guy on. Just can never seem to find a, a spot for twenty nine goals though. Like you can't find that in your lineup, Edmonton. Edmonton waved him. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. He sure did. Um, I, I just think the way sorry not to cut out, but I think the way coaches traditionally look at their lineup, uh, they kind of view Aberg as a guy who's just not skilled enough to be inside the top six. Yeah, uh, and but he's not doesn't a offer a lot six. of value yeah. to the bottom six the way most teams like to play. Uh, that being said, I am of the mind that you stack your roster with as much skill as humanly possible. Yes. Uh, the one things tend to work knock out. on Aberg would be the fact that they just traded for Daniel Sprong today. Yeah, yep. but Sprong is a guy that just needs to play top six minutes. But Get I, I, I was gonna I was gonna talk about Sprong in this situation here, uh, but I'm gonna wait and see how those lines play out. If Aberg does stay there, I think Aberg's worth the value. Getzlaff's had a phenomenal season. Yeah, Getzlaff under Keller, great. Getzlaff looks like a beast. Dude, they were yeah. absolutely destroyed with injuries. They were like absolutely terrible line. start the season. I'm pretty sure they're first in the Pacific right now. I'm not mistaken. Haven't they just like lit it up over a yeah, tough road on, swing? They're on fire games? right now. Like I don't think they've lost on the road swing. Yeah. Like and like it's all gets out too. I know. Hate to say it about our wins early, but Henrik's kind of disappointed this season. Yeah. 
Uh, Kessler and Cogliano have kind of just formed into a shutdown line, not producing much offense, doing a decent job, uh, you know, at limiting the opposition. But not a lot of offense coming from any other line aside from the big boy, Ryan Getzloff. Uh, Calgary actually just passed Anaheim. So Calgary leads the Pacific right now. Anaheim uh, nestled in in second place right now. Ooh. But they've been playing really good, and I think whoever plays in that top line, it's kind of been a uh, revolving door. I mean, Cash played there. I talked with him a couple weeks ago. He got bumped down. It was Aberg again. It was Silverberg for a little bit of time. Uh, it could be Sprong. I mean, you don't just yeah. trade for Sprong to do the same thing that Pittsburgh did. Uh, we'll see. I trade think... a decent, uh, not a prospect, but a good, yeah, see, solid. Both, they're both second round picks, Pedersen and uh, Pedersen. Talked about like having top four potential for the longest time, yep. but just so when you were buying Camp Valley, Josh Manson, Campus Lindholm. Well, Sprong literally is just an absolute. Absolutely dominant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points. yeah, yeah. Well, he's a point per game last year. Yeah. Somebody, I think they just we, gave up on him with Crosby like right away. I don't know what it was. I'm honestly assuming Sid had something to do with it because they don't give up with a random player with Crosby that no. <laughs> that easily. Uh, some somebody tweeted. I think it was like basically an unspectacular player for an unspectacular player today. I think people yeah. are expecting bigger things from both Pedersen and Strong than that'll you know ever actually happen. But we've seen a lot of change of scenery trades yeah. this year. Not to abuse the cliche, but I thought it was a good hockey trade. Two yeah. guys in a similar spot, but just different positions that obviously the, bull- uh, the Penguins I- need some help on the blue line and the Ducks need some help up front. Yep. They definitely don't need help on the blue line. No, so. it was a great trade. I, I loved it for the Ducks. There was a lot of talk about the Ducks maybe being in play for Willie. Uh, having to give up, you know, Manson or Montour. I think that was too rich for their blood. So they want a cheaper option. You know, you keep Manson, you keep Montour. Mm-hmm. I don't you know. Have if, Lindholm, you yeah. got Fowler. You still got a solid top four. Even though you traded Pedersen, they'll be yeah. fine. And I just think the Leafs price on it was so high either. It would have yeah, been yeah, like Montour, Manson, plus plus. You know what I mean? So ridiculous. But uh, who are you picking up? Kevin Fiala. Well, finally, say Kevin LeBanc again. Finally, we get to for recommend. The third time. Kevin Fiala as a waiver wire pickup on it's the show. Time. Woo woo. Not a cut baiter. We uh, were so excited to talk about Kevin Fiala that we both picked him. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But I beat Brock to the punch, so sure that's did. how that works. Finders keepers, losers weep, motherfucker. Um, with all the injuries to the Preds lineup, Fiala has cemented himself a spot on the top line alongside Ryan Johansson for the time being. As we pointed out for years on this podcast, Fiala's underlying numbers have long suggested he deserves a larger role on this team. He has a career course of 55.4% and a relative career course of 5.5%. He's on pace for around 170 shots this season. Decent, but it should improve as his ice time gets a major boost over the next few weeks. He played over 18 minutes in Nashville's last game. His career average time on ice is just 14 minutes and 31 seconds. The Predators just announced Philip Forsberg will be out four to six weeks. Uh, and Arverson was projected to be out six to eight weeks back late in just, late November. Yeah. Uh, so Fiala, at the very least, should hold significant fantasy value into the new year. He's playing on the first power play unit for the first time in his career. Uh, that combined with some premium minutes alongside Johansson makes Fiala worthy of a roster spot in standard leagues. Uh, so long as Forsberg and Arvidsson are out, even if one of them are out, it seems like Fiala is going to be the guy uh, to stick on that wing. He was playing there with Forsberg and Johansson before Forsberg went down. So it seems like uh, the first option to be up there if one of the two are out. Uh, so simply put, he's the best winger on Nashville for the next <laughs> month or so. Yeah. Uh, with all apologies due to the boy Craig Smith. The best news ever is right as you were dropping that. Big knowledge bomb. Go pick him up. Scored a goal. Scored a goal. There just, it is. Just, just potted one a minute ago. Yeah, uh, just like we I'm, gonna, I'm not going to add too much about Fiala. You guys know how much we love him. But I'm going to go to his teammate, another guy who's going to benefit from the exact same thing. Uh, one of the best prospects in hockey right now, Ely Tolvin. Uh, with Forsberg, like you Deeper said, league out, addition, yeah. out four weeks. Arvidsson out till at least eight seven. Tolvin and Kevin Fiala should both get extended looks in the Predators' top six. Uh, Tolvin is one of the top prospects, like I said, in hockey. Showcases high-end ability in his season debut, picking up a goal and an assist. Uh, right now, he's playing with Cali Youngcroft and Craig Smith on the second line. He's a great add in deep leagues and uh, will be worth keeping on a roster 
or I guess he's. It's hard to say. If they see that you know it's not working, they'll send him back. Whatever. But if he plays extremely well while Forsberg and Arvidsson are out, the guy's going to earn his spot on the team. So he's going to be working his bag off right now to try to solidify his spot on this roster. Uh, I think he's definitely worth an add in keeper leagues if he's not already. Uh, like Dynasty Leagues and shit, I'm sure he's already owned because he is, like I said, one of the best top prospects in hockey. Uh, best top prospects. Is that no, a thing? I guess. Uh, but, like, obviously people... Literally now? Or, I guess... Best people top. think uh, people think a lot about him because he's already 17% owned. So a lot of people are expecting big things out of him. So you're going to have to get to him uh, quickly before he starts doing more damage. But it, like I said, goal and assist in his first game. Nothing so far tonight, but going to see top six minutes because they are so thin on the wing right now. So uh, unless... Actually, no, yeah, Beebs, you got some Twitter questions. Yeah, something we haven't addressed in a while. Twitter questions. Thank you guys for reaching out. Um, just because we haven't done it in a while. Reminder, if you want to reach out to us, at Daily Faceoff Podcast on Twitter. That's where we get to most of our questions. Feel free to ask one at any time. We usually take about a day, or that's about the longest we'll try to take. Anyways, or if you want to reach any of us, come at us directly. Just come at us, bro. Um, we got D over there at 3D Berthume. Yep. We got Brock at Brock underscore Sega. And I was scrapping with so many Avs fans on Twitter oh, there. Yeah, and I was just throwing up on the side. Fucking oh, shocker, bro. I just, I, big shocker. I said like one thing and then like I just got flooded. I just, you're a homer. Stop being I wasn't a, being a homer. Yeah, you were. I wasn't being yeah, a homer. I didn't see the tweet, but I can guarantee you. I said that Bertuzzi <laughs> should 150% be suspended. Uh-huh. I just didn't think that. All the ass fans kept saying that Larkin should be suspended. All I did was grab oh, no. the guy. Big fucking deal. I was just arguing about Larkin should not be suspended. Like, everything in the comments was like, Larkin should be suspended. I'm like, okay, relax. He grabbed a guy. Like, he should not be suspended. Oh, he grabbed him up or Treasy punched him? Uh, like, he grabbed his stick. He some, was the no, first guy to grab Glendenny, his stick. Glendenny grabs his stick on the bench. Yeah, Larkin, like, oh yeah, Calvert Larkin grabs that. Yeah. Glendenny grabs his stick. Calvert's trying to pull the stick out. Can't get it. So Calvert, like, spears Bertuzzi. Yeah. And then when that happened, like, because all three guys grabbed held. Yeah, but he, like, spears him, which is whatever. How is he going to get it out? It's fine. I don't care. And then... Opponent's not going to worry. You got to try jabbing yeah. him. Three people grabbed him. Larkin kind of had him. And then Bertuzzi literally dropped his gloves Takes and uppercutted him in the face. Just saying, we got Luke Glendenny. We got Tyler Bertuzzi. And then on the other side, we got Matt Calvert, who's like, I'm pretty sure the nicest guy he's ever played in the NHL. I, I mean, I have no he way to... He got punched from that square in the face. Oh, yeah. Like, and Bertuzzi, thought, yeah. Bertuzzi yeah. should have absolutely been suspended. I was not arguing that at all. Not being a homer. I actually tweeted out that I was shocked he didn't get more than two games. But everybody's like Larkin's... favorite part is how he took his glove off. For this it's crazy. <laughs> straight, straight Rob Ray. He got his glove off yeah. so quick, too. It was just even he had it here, and then like he pulled it back, and all of a sudden, it's just it's pure even more knuckles crazy because there's another Bertuzzi yeah. soccer punching an ab, which is... Mind blowing. I don't know what but like, I, all I said Never to one guy that. was, "Wins alert, see more." I was just like, "Really, you want Larkin to be suspended for what? Holding a guy? Like he can't? Like hey, give me a break?" And then I just got attacked. I'm like, and then they started like, attack. they sent it, they started sending me like fucking <laughs> screenshots of the rules. Yeah, the I was gonna rules, say the rule book. I'm like, when bro, I played minor hockey, if you come guy. off that bench or you grabbed, you're done. Yeah, I mean, I just felt like like still that was the rule. obviously they were in the wrong for grabbing a stick. He was in the wrong for engaging and fucking like trying to spear a guy and then they if you're on the bench and you're getting speared at there's going to be a reaction he should have been suspended Larkin's he suspended. just uh, doesn't have the history to get suspended yeah. for a so, so if that's all want, I said, if I want some hot takes follow Brock Bertuzzi um, definitely should have been suspended still haven't been oh, allowed yeah. to drop my Twitter yet <laughs> I was wondering how we got on follow this. me at Beebs Bondi on Twitter that's mine fucking thanks ass, Brock man. don't follow that um, um, Brock's face is at least three, sh- three I, shades redder than I it was tr- before I try not to get as many overpicks I just re-gif Huge Zadorov hits. That's all I do. Oh, those are nice, though. They're nice. Um, anyways, we got some questions today. First one 
comes from someone who asked quite a bit of questions, and we love it. Keep coming. Uh, this is fan of the show, Anthony Maltese, at Maltese. And he asks, Corey Crawford, is it time to let go? The big tease. Yep, he asks. <laughs> the big tease. <laughs> the big tease. So Crawford, is it time to let go? Howard Stollers, Elliot Hill available. Is Hill sustainable? Thanks, guys. Can't wait. I think the Brock we Star of the Week Hill in Hill in Brock Star of the Week. But is it time to let go of Howard, guys, or someone like Stoller? No, Crawford. Crawford. Uh, sorry, Crawford for Howard Stollers or Elliot. I would uh, pick up Howard. But for I would, Crawford, I would. You could trade Corey Crawford. Yeah, I'd trade Corey. Crawford. Yeah, I don't think you need to drop. I honestly, I would find uh, like a lesser skater on your roster to drop for Jimmy Howard, carrying extra goalie because yeah. you need it. Uh, Jimmy Howard's played unbelievable. Uh, it's a bit out of character for the last few seasons, but Howard's obviously had some success in the past. And it wouldn't be the first time we randomly saw a goalie uh, experience a renaissance into his early 30s. And in a contract year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think there's a lot of reason to like Howard, especially because he's very likely to get dealt to a much better team than a Detroit Red Wings I before agree. the trade deadline. Uh, I so I think Howard should be picked up, but I don't think you should be dropping Corey Crawford for him, mostly because, uh, Beeps, I mean, you've just seen it this league. You can still trade Corey Crawford. Yeah, you can trade Corey Crawford. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's it's crazy because uh, like you He's just talked you just talked about him a week ago or two weeks ago as your start of the week because he went like he yeah. was nuts three and zero he had goal. the best hockey week ever now he's lost five straight he's allowed twenty three goals combined yeah. in five games Uncle. not ideal well just with that team coach, right now if he's off it's gonna be ugly, right but I, the, the, the reason I wouldn't drop Crawford they're not good no but he's gonna be starting but they're, Cam Ward there's not no way exactly there's no way they go to Cam Ward. And he should figure his shit out. He's been he's, good for a long he's time. One of the best boys in the league. I wouldn't drop him. Um, I I would agree. I would add Howard. I would try yeah. to insulate that and leave Crawford on the even bench. if it's a borderline drop. I think you need to make yeah. it, especially if you're thinking just, about dropping Crawford for him. Obviously, you need the help in net and just uh, leave Crawford on the bench. And in most leagues, I don't know if you guys know, but goalie stats tend to make up about half the categories you're playing for. Yeah. Uh, so very important to solidify your goaltending situation if you can. And I think Howard's an excellent source for that. Uh, you can imagine the success Howard could be poised would for you rather, if he gets traded for a team like Philadelphia. Would you rather have Cam Talbot or Corey Crawford? Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford. Yeah. Hands down. Would you have Jimmy Howard over both of them? Yes. Yeah, but I, I, like I said, I wouldn't drop Crawford yeah. for Howard. Yeah, I wouldn't I would, drop Crawford. Yeah, I'm just I would, trying to yeah. rack him out a little bit. Yeah. I, I think I, if you need to look at it, Chicago and Detroit are both obviously not very good teams. Yeah. I like the Blackhawks more than Detroit, their makeup. Especially Love Larkin and Amanda. Defensively. Uh, yeah. More than anything defensively. Red Wings uh, are just playing good. But obviously Howard's playing Red great. Red Wings are well. playing great. Yeah, and I just... Even I don't Verde's know, man. playing well. Like, I don't know what's Goalies are just there. so hard to project that I'm not willing to just overlook any hot 20 games. The, the Blackhawks are giving up so Because we've, many... seen, we've seen lesser goalies than Howard keep it going for longer than Yeah, that. and the Blackhawks are giving up so many scoring chances against where the Red Wings are kind of middle in the pack in terms of goals. Especially at top line. Scoring, scoring chances awesome. for and scoring Well, not Abdicator. So. I shouldn't say that top line. Larkin and Manthar are awesome. Abdicator's a... Yeah. Um... Yeah, you should. While we're here, we'll address it. We had a question from Ab Matthew Gross. He asked, one, about, he asked one note about Saros. We hit that. We had at AR Nelson asked a question about goalies. We've kind of been trying to jump on those. We'll, we'll jump into them next week a little bit more. Uh, just a general goalie question. We had at Mickelson asked us about Nico Heischer, which we kind of addressed today. But what finally, um, it's just generally what to expect for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. near point for game clip, bro. Yeah. Rejoice. Absolutely. Um, should you hold on to him? We'd say so. Um, again, just Heck listen yeah. to these little, little yeah. snippets. The only me. reason I would drop Nico Heischer is if you're like in an eight or ten man league and goals are weighted heavily yeah. over. And you only have you don't have an extra. That's the only. Slot. You just have two seconds. And even then, he's like borderline rosterable in those in that kind of format. The yeah. talent, it's just he's awesome. Yeah, just a little slow. But we do have another question to address from at Millie underscore Rockin. 
asked, should Jake Allen owners find goalie starts elsewhere? Will Richie be, or yeah, will Richie be the new number one in Calgary? Can't wait. Thanks, boys. Hashtag light lamp. I was so confused by that question for a minute because I was like, I don't think Allen and Richie no. play on the same team. Sorry. They're kind of um, two separate. No, yeah. Goalie related um, shit, nonetheless. I, there's something going on in St. Louis right now. I don't know what it is. There's And now they're so banged up. Um, Allen's not a guy I'm dropping. They fired their coach yet? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They like, Craig, yo, you're yeah, gone. They got Craig Baruby in there now. Right. Uh, we talked right. about that last week. Right. Um, but no, there. Jake Allen, uh, <laughs> Jake Allen is the same kind of boat as Crawford. I wouldn't be dropping him yet, but I would be trying to pick He's up. He's done well, actually, the last few weeks. Yeah, and I'd be trying to pick up like a Curtis McElhaney, Jimmy Howard, Thomas Grice even has played really well this year. Miko Koskinen. Miko Koskinen still should be not very highly owned. Um, be trying to pick up guys like that. And Casey to Smith. Trying to figure it out, boys. Say it. Say Casey to Smith. D's boy Casey to Smith. Say Casey to Smith. Even like Matt Murray's probably, his own percentage has fallen quite a bit with the injury. He got back on the ice today. He's another guy I'd be looking at a little bit. He's a buy low if he's. Um, so yeah, I would. I, you, just, you just can't find goalies. So you, you just add and If you have to carry fucking five, low, carry five. Goal. Exactly. Um, because like I said, it's. It makes up almost usually half of the cats. Yeah, and I, I oh yeah, it's worth a whole. I uh, absolutely More think that Riddick is taking over. Uh, yeah, Sean Tierney. Sean Tierney tweeted it out yesterday. Uh, um, it was basically like their expected save percentage versus their actual save percentage, and Calgary has played identical in front of Riddick yeah. and Smith, and Riddick is just drastically outplaying. Um, Smith. Just, my just dad, my dad, old, my dad owns Smith in our league, and he Oof. was asking the other day, and he's like. He's like, what? he's all pissed off because he has like Martin Jones and Smith. He's getting all furious, and he's like, why won't these guys play? I'm like, because they're both garbage. Yeah, and I'm like, guys not, but, not but Riddick off. was, but Riddick was still available. So I'm like, I'm like, just drop Smith and pick up Riddick. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm like, are you asking me if I'm sure right now? I'm like, I talk about him on the podcast every week. Like, Dad, I'm sure I have the Brock Star of the Week, yeah. Dad. Like, for God's <laughs> sakes. So, anyways, he ended up doing it. So if that, if I was. I believe in Riddick. Dads are going to claim onto a name like yes. Mike Smith, though. They're going to exactly. cling onto it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think he's literally added, I think his three goalies now are like Dell, Jones, and Riddick. <laughs> I'm like, pick up Dell, too. Like, so if I'm worried. It's a good patch job, I would say. If I'm able to tell my dad to pick up Riddick or Smith, Smith I'm, I'm, I'm fully convinced that it's Riddick's job because if it doesn't pay out, my dad will just beat my ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's well, what dads I, do. <laughs> yeah. They get mad about fantasy and they beat your ass for it. It's allowed when you're 25. Well, I guess you're just a salt. 27, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm old as shit. You're so old as shit, bro. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the Daily Faceoff podcast. I'm your oldest shit host, Brock Segan, with these two young I'm this Dylan D. Burton. You Bri Young, 25-year-old. Michael B. Bondi. I hope you guys enjoyed everything. I hope you guys enjoyed Blue Stone TV. We'll see you back here next week. Casual 24-year-old dude. You're not 24. 25. Shit. Peace. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.